You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to a Monday edition of the Locked On Longhorns Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. Follow the show, Locked On Horns. Today we got a full show. We're going to get into some basketball talk, college fl- football playoff talk, as well we're going to get into the latest edition of the 2021 College Football Hall of Fame class. But first, I just want to remind you this episode of Locked on Long Earth Podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. You're getting 20% off. One Longhorn is going to be going into the class this year. We're talking about defensive tackle. Kenneth Sims, he was the number one overall pick in the 1982 NFL draft. Uh, he finally gets his call. Uh, so we have at least one Longhorn. Uh, also going in there, uh, Oklahoma core, uh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma head coach or former Oklahoma head coach, Bob Stoops will also be going into the Hall of Fame. Other notable names uh, from the Big 12. Darren Sproles of Kansas State will be going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, another couple quarterbacks, former quarterbacks, Carson Palmer uh, from USC and Tony Romo from the FCS, Eastern Illinois. So uh, kind of a star-studded class. And, and so we, have a, we do have a class uh, coming up uh, in a little bit. We're going to get into basketball talk. Big shot from Andrew Jones and and what that shot meant and kind of his story. It's a remarkable story. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. New top 25 when the AP poll is out. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit and where Texas is and is there, is they're getting prepared to host Texas Tech this week. Uh, big matchup for them after their huge come from behind road victory against West Virginia. That was a that was, that was an entertaining and, and stressful game, uh, to say the least. So uh, a lot lot to get into. And, and throughout the week, we're going to be doing some reviewing of the college football season as far as, um, as, far as the Texas Longhorns and, and the Big 12 are concerned. Uh, but I did want to bring up the uh, Kenneth Sims going into the – College Football Hall of Fame. He um, he was he played behind Steve McMichael, Bill Acker, uh, until his junior year. He made 131 tackles, named All American uh, as a senior. Was the first Longhorn to win the Lombardi Trophy and the UPI Lineman of the Year Award, uh, and and once again named All American uh, before being drafted number one overall, 1982 draft to the New England Patriots. Um, you know, he, he went on to play 74 games in the NFL, 17 sack, sacks in four years, uh, or I'm sorry, in eight years. And so, you know, he was, uh, he played in Super Bowl 20. So, it, you know, it's, it's exciting to see that he is going to uh, the College Football Hall of Fame. It was an absolute monster for Texas, obviously 80 and 81 being a consensus All-American. You know, coming off the heels of, Joseph Asai being named 
a consensus All-American, the 61st All-American of this past week. It's obviously Monday, so we're getting ready for the college football national championship uh, tonight. Ohio State, Alabama. It's going to be an interesting one because, you know, normally, I mean, there wouldn't be a whole lot involved here, right? I mean, two teams that really don't have anything to do with Texas. It's not a Big 12 team or or any of that mat or that matter. But, I mean, there is a little bit of a Texas tie. Obviously, we know Steve Sarkeesian is the new head coach at the University of Texas, and, and he'll begin his work following the national championship game. What we think we know is the offensive coordinator slash offensive line coach for Texas Longhorns is going to be uh, Kyle Flood, who is the current offensive line coach for Alabama. So again, two coaches that are going to be working tonight who are eventually supposedly going to be uh, the new on the new staff at Texas. Another name that we keep hearing is the defensive coordinator. Pete Golding is, is another name that we've heard uh, as far as coming to Texas. So it, it's, you know, there, there is that. Uh, so several coaches, uh, and, and we'll find out the full coaching staff. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to come after the national championship game, considering the fact that, you know, he's Sark is busy with trying to prepare for this game in, in which, you know, Nick Saban has come out and said that, you know, he didn't have any problem with, with him pulling double duty and, and, you know, I think it was a little different situation than what they dealt with with Lane Kiffin when he left to take Florida Atlantic when essentially Sark was pulled out of his analyst role to be the play caller uh, in a game which they they lost at the last moment. Not doing anything Sark did, but uh, defense couldn't hold him. That, that's good. that is one interesting dynamic uh, to watch. So if you're watching the game tonight, keep an eye on that offense. And just imagine – you know, that quarterback is, you know, imagine what Casey Thompson or Hudson Card, you know, when Najee Harris is getting the ball, what is that going to look like when you have Bijan Robinson? You know, these wide receivers getting them involved. How does Joshua Moore look? How does Troy Omier look? Well, we don't really know too much about Troy because he got hurt in camp, blew out his ACL, which ended his season. But it will be something to keep an eye on. I think uh, I think it'll be important. I think that's important to watch these games and kind of try to visualize what does this look like with Texas? You know, look on the defensive side of the ball. What does that look like for Texas? If, in fact, uh, Coach Pete Golding is going to assume the defensive coordinator role at Texas. One name that we heard a lot about, Dan Quinn. He was on Will Muschamp's staff at Florida before leaving to go to Seattle and ultimately would take over as the defensive coordinator there and then uh, move on as head coach at Atlanta. And it failed. Uh, He was let go this season. But he was a name that we had heard. Obviously, Sarkeesian worked for him when he was in Atlanta uh, before being relieved of his duties and he went back to Alabama. So there was a tie there. Uh, but recent reports that uh, we had heard is that he wanted to stay in the NFL, and now he's likely to be named the new defense coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, which removes that. 
which makes the Golding tie even more likely now. Uh, we'll get into that more as the week progresses, as we find out who's going to be on this staff for the Texas Longhorns. All right. Well, Monday, tonight, we have this big matchup, the national championship. The playoffs are moving on. We're going into the division round. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Like we said, there's some big matchups. Are we going to get Tom Brady versus Drew Brees one more time? How about the big matchup, Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes? We all remember that game in 2016 in Lubbock, the shootout. Are we going to get another one of those? Uh, you know, plus, as college basketball roars on, you want, to get, you want to get in the game? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code, Locked On, to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. All right, betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game as the season is, is starting to get underway and we're getting into some big matchups. So if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you can get the daily picks, quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we had this big hoops matchup over the weekend on Saturday. You had Texas traveling to Morgantown to take on the number 14-ranked West Virginia basketball team. It started out great for Texas. They hit six of their first seven shots, all close to the rim. You know, you had Greg Brown with the alley-oop dunk. I mean, they were looking good early, built a five-point lead, and then it all fell apart. Tad Sherman came off the bench, and he was lights out from outside. I mean, he was hitting perimeter shot after perimeter shot, and Texas found themselves down. They were down six at the half. And going into the second half, it was more of the same. West Virginia was able to kind of do what they wanted. They built up that lead to nine points, and that's when Texas started to get back involved. Greg Brown, he recorded another double-double, his fourth of the season. You know, he had, he had 12 points, 14 rebounds, so he was doing the dirty work on the boards. And they made a run, and Kai Jones was a part of that. And just he provides energy. A lot of energy for this basketball team. It's the reason why you get excited with with this team. I mean, the guys that they have off the bench, you know, Brock Cunningham. I mean, he does the dirty work. Absolutely fantastic. And you had to really like what 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 they were doing. Uh, Greg Brown was a big reason why they were able to come back in this game as well as Andrew Jones. We'll get into him in a minute, but because of what Greg Brown did this week, he averaged 13 and a half points, 11 rebounds in the two victories for Texas men's basketball. We're talking about the close hard fought victory over Iowa state. Say what you want about that team and their record. Uh, you know, they played Texas close. They played Baylor close. They would end up losing both games, but, they gave him a fight, you know, and then obviously what Brown did against West Virginia was a big help and a big reason why Texas won that game as well. 
And before that, he was named the Big 12 Men's Basketball Newcomer of the Week. You're starting to see the the growth of Greg Brown. I mean, he was highly touted, top 10 player coming out of, out of high school, and now you're seeing it. And then you had Andrew Jones, who was named Player of the Week. Averaging 19.5 points per game. He was 16 out of 34 from the floor in those two games. He set a career high of 23 points against Iowa State. Big reason why he was involved and, and big reason why they won that game was due to his efforts. Courtney Ramey was another. But you cannot forget about what Andrew Jones meant in that game. He hit the game-winning three with 1.8 seconds. Why did he hit that? Well, it was a lot easier with Courtney Ramey collapsing everyone into the paint, drawing everybody, and then he kicks it out to Andrew Jones standing on the wing by himself, and he nails a three with less than two seconds left. And that's how they win that game. Andrew Jones has been huge. It was interesting because on Saturday, it was three years to the day when Andrew Jones told head coach Shaka Smart that he was going to leukemia treatment. Nobody knew if he was going to play basketball again. Andrew Jones not only did that, but he he started to come on strong last year before the season was ultimately canceled. Once they reached the Big 12 tournament. And then we saw what, what he's done so far this year. Andrew Jones has been a huge story. And it's only going to continue. I mean, he was a five-star composite combo guard out of Irving, Texas, uh, Irving MacArthur High School. We know what he can do, and and now he's showing it, and, and that was why he was named Big 12 Player of the Week. But the great thing about Shaka Smart's team is he has so much depth, and his guard play has been fantastic, whether you're talking about Ramey, Coleman, Jones. Any one of them can be in the start at any point in any game, and we've seen that with Coleman with the game-winning shot in the Maui Invitational that was, took place in Asheville, North Carolina. We've seen that with Ramey just this week alone. His ability to, to create, his ability to rebound, his ability to facilitate. You have Andrew Jones who can hit the big shots for you. That doesn't even bring in what Jericho Sims does down low. He could be a double-double every night. We've seen Greg Brown. He's got four double-doubles in 11 games. He provides that. You got Royce Ham who can come off the bench for you. Brock Cunningham can come off the bench for you. And then, obviously, you have Kai Jones, who who can do it at both ends. He can, And we saw it against West Virginia, blocking the shot. You know, He raced down the court, Andrew Jones, with a long outlet pass easy layup to get within two points as they're trying to make that comeback. They got energy level. And, and I think it's interesting because we haven't even talked about Jace Febris isn't even back yet. And he's arguably your best shooter. He's streaky, but when he's on, he's on. But the end of that game just proves that this is a different shock of smart team. They made a run when they needed to closing minutes. And they made a 7-0 run to win that game. The game of basketball is a game of streaks. And they showed that. And they streaked at the right time. 
And that is why you saw their ability to come back in that game. And I think that was massive. Absolutely massive. But we'll, uh, we're going to get into some more basketball talk here in a minute, plus some more football talk. Well, let me tell you about Built Bar with these 18 amazing flavors. The six new cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. Actually, I tried the caramel brownie this week. Absolutely fantastic. Love it. They also got the originals, double chocolate, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. The great thing is Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Also, for fans of the keto diet, it's great for you. Let's talk about that coconut almond bar. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 gram net carbs. Head on over to BillBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You're getting 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. And let me just tell you, you will not be disappointed. All right, with the fact that we're uh, discussing the college football playoff championship tonight, want to get into a few things here there's got to be some improvement in the college football playoff i think more this season more than ever there was the opportunity to experiment with that i think expansion is going to have to happen i mean for years we had this argument with the bcs letting the computers make the decisions. And that's why, you know, Texas in 2008, right? They were they were tied with Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Oklahoma ultimately won out based on the computer numbers. And they were given the opportunity to play Florida in the national championship, a game which they lost. That was arguably Texas' best team. I think they were even better than the undefeated team in 2009. But we had to do something. Now, this year, if they would have expanded it to eight teams, this is the matchups that you would have seen in the first round. Alabama versus Cincinnati. I think people would love to have seen that. Clemson versus Florida. I don't know how well that would have went down, but that would have been a great matchup. Ohio State versus Oklahoma. Ohio State versus Oklahoma one more time. That sounds like it would be an enticing matchup. Notre Dame versus Texas A&M. Because so many people thought Texas A&M was more worthy than Notre Dame after they were blown out by Clemson. They would have got a chance to prove it. Four versus five. And I still think they would have been better than watching Alabama-Notre Dame. Now, expanding gives more opportunities And I think it keeps that level of interest based on what we saw this year. Uh, If you weren't in the playoff, a lot of these teams saw a lot of turnover in terms of opting out, declaring for the draft. Maybe if they made other bowl games more important, I think you wouldn't have that issue. 
How about this? How about the fact that there should be some uniformity amongst the Power Five? The ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, you know, they all started it out in early September and, and basically said, you know, we're going to play and, and these are our schedules and this is how we're going to do it. The Big 10 came later. The Pac-12 came later. I think there needed to be a level of uniformity in that. I mean, if if those conferences decided it was okay to play, I, I don't know why Big Ten and, and the Pac-12 came later. Now, there are other extenuating circumstances beyond that for this season, but I think moving forward, there needs to be a level of enormity. Three non-conference games, including a Power Five opponent, and nine, and nine conference games. I think that, that makes a ton of sense. Or figure it out. Or just, you know, for the Big 12, for instance, the nine is is fitting. You could drop it to eight maybe if there was expansion in the conference and you had, went back to a division-type thing instead of the round ra- round instead of the round robin uh, that they currently do. But I think there needs to be uniformity. That's another way you fix this. How about stop leaving it up to opinion? Now, I don't think that the computers are a way to go. But l- let's be honest here. There needs to be an expansion, and let's remove the debate. BCS was flawed. But it seems like with the opinion part of what they're doing, it seems like there's still team being left out. Now, you can remove some of that by expansion, giving eight teams the opportunity instead of just four. I think each conference needs to have a, an automatic bid. How about the group of five? I think the group of five can, needs to be a part of this. Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, they did well. You could argue Cincinnati was one of the best teams in the country this year, but yet they weren't a part of the conversation. In fact, they were ranked behind an Oklahoma team that lost two games. And then you can add in the automatic qualifiers. Give two of them. So I think you should have your five power five conferences, one group of five automatically in, and then two automatic qualifiers, whether that be another SEC, another Big 12, an ACC, however you want to do it, an independent. Because throughout the season, it looked like BYU might be in the conversation. But I think that's what they're going to have to do. We're going to have to change it. I don't think you can go forward uh, with just four teams in the playoff. I think by expanding, it only enhances the game of college football. I think it only enhances the season and you won't have these opt-outs towards the end of the season, or at least not as many. You can say what you want. I mean, I know with certain bowl games, players going to opt out because they don't want to risk injury. I get that hundred percent. 
I will never fault a player for opting out to prepare for the NFL draft because it's a huge opportunity for them. But if you, you could take some of that away by making the games more important, you could take some of that away by expanding. You would, you probably wouldn't have seen the opt-outs of Florida and which would have made it a, I think a better game. And it wasn't just Florida. There were plenty of others, but that's the big one that sticks out. I think that's what they got to do. They got to change it up. All right, well, coming up tomorrow, right here on the Locked on Longhorns podcast, we're going to dive into more Steve Sarkeesian, some thoughts from the national championship game, what that all means. Uh, Plus, we're going to get into his staff. When are we going to have a final staff? We'll get into all of that tomorrow right here on the Locked on Longhorns podcast. But for now, I'm Patrick. I'll see you tomorrow. Hook them.